Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. All right podcast week. This year is coming to a close and I believe that I posted an Instagram story. It might have been a post, but somewhere like there is a topic I have not addressed in this podcast. I have mentioned it like offhandedly, but not really shared a whole episode in discussion around what happens when we can't get abortions for whatever reason, like emotionally, spiritually, accessibility, like um, pressure, like whatever the reason is when we don't have an abortion. And there is some challenge, some struggles, sometimes for a lot of people, even regret about having that baby. Like I wanted the abortion and I couldn't have it or I knew I should get an abortion and I didn't or whatever the story is. And now I'm a mom and this is hard too. (laughs) And I think a lot of us feel this way. And because we love our kids, because like when you become a mom, it's, it's really a lot harder to not like fall madly in love. And then to be, then to say like, having that kid was not in the best interest of my life. Like having that kid did not set me on the path of my dreams. It's a lot harder once that kid is in your arms. Like once that kid is a part of who you are and part of your story, it's a lot harder to say like, look, abortion might have been a better choice had I had all my options. So I actually can't remember what I posted on my story, but today's guest Um, graciously offered to have an anonymous conversation and reached out to me on Instagram and just, if you don't mind, I'll just read what you wrote, which was um, having a baby with my abuser kept me trapped for five years. And I think that's, you're so not alone in this story. So that was my long way of saying, thank you for being here. I don't exactly know where this conversation is going to go, but I think it's really important to have. Um, I'll let you introduce yourself. I know you're here today anonymously, and that is amazing and totally fine, but introduce yourself in whatever way listeners can sort of like identify with you as a human in the world that they may have something in common with. (laughs) I'm, first off, thank you for having me. And when you say, the only reason I want to say, the only reason I'm here anonymously, and I actually struggle with that because I don't, for me, I like to just own everything about me. That's part of who I am. But I really struggled with, aside from the obvious judgment around this topic, that wasn't my main concern. It was kind of what you were saying. I would never want one of my children to listen or think that, take the message that I didn't want them or like that they think. So that was like my main concern with it, even though I'm going to try my best to make sure that message does not get delivered. (laughs) But Um, but yeah, so I'm a um, domestic violence survivor and I always put a caveat with that. I don't know why I feel like I have to disclose this, but mostly because I think some people think they're not victims of domestic violence when they are. And that 
verbal, emotional, psychological abuse and what that does in the home and to you and your children. So yeah. I've been a survivor yeah. of that um, for five years. <laughs> and um, I live in the Midwest in the United States. And other than being that a large part of my story, um, I do have five kids and um, I am single, a single mom of them now. So mm. uh, I've recently started that journey and kind of just seeing where it takes me, but I'm glad to be here. I don't know if that was a good enough introduction. That's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> I'm sure immediately there are people who feel like they know you better. That's just like the evolution of this conversation. Um, we're human, right? So when we're human, we connect with other humans through their story, through their identity, through their experience. Um, so do you mind sharing the message you sent me about staying in an abusive, or, oh, I closed it already, but I think you said feeling trapped in an abusive relationship. Um, was that with your first or did you already have other kids when you got, were in that pregnancy situation? Okay, I'll start with the first, it was not my first child, it was my third child. Mm -hmm. I had already, my first child was planned, I got married really young, and my second child was with, was I had already had a traumatic situation where, you know, her father abandoned me and I was still really young, like 22 at the time. Mm. So at that point, I was a single mom of two kids, because me and my first husband had split up, and... I was young and I had been dating my now separated from husband um, and the, the abuse signs had already been starting and I had taken a job, moved a few hours away. Like I had tried so hard to emotionally separate myself from this mm. man, but it's so hard because you're bonded to this person or you love this person. Yeah an episode about domestic violence so I'm trying to keep it no it's uh, an episode about life so anything is relevant <laughs> that and the abortion topic for me is really like coincides with each other so um I ended up trying to get away from him and start a life somewhere else and but I just that whole cycle of abuse was happening already and we weren't even married or technically we were the on and off boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And I had just moved, started this new job that was like a career type job. I like had new hope for the future, even though the tra drama, trauma with that situation was still happening. So he started to come visit me on the weekends. And within a couple months, I found out I was pregnant. And that was, I will say, I have five kids, and that was the one pregnancy where I immediate, immediately <laughs> fell to the floor, just like sobbing. Mm, like, yeah, I just felt like my whole life like falling apart. Yeah, yeah. And like, I didn't want to be tied to this man. I didn't, I already was a single mom of two kids with two different dads, like, all these stories in your head. I just started this job and was finally like getting out of welfare and all of that situation. So um, that was really hard. And so I scheduled, and I'm sure so many women go through this. I scheduled an abortion mm. three times. Wow. 
and like didn't show up which I'm sure these places are used to that well yeah I was gonna say yes you're right so many women have this story so many people have scheduled and not gone scheduled and not gone yeah yeah so you scheduled three times yes three times and the reasons I didn't go were more like I I don't know I assume you would ask me that (laughs) it was um like I just thought I was gonna in hindsight it's everything's in hindsight 2020 at the time I was like I don't know if I can mentally handle this is this something I'm gonna like spiral and like throw myself in totally I there were times where I was like am I gonna throw myself because I was already just so emotionally fragile from the situation in general yeah if I do this I'm actually terrified I'm gonna throw myself into like you know a mental institute or something yeah yeah or I can handle like trauma I can handle yeah and now I'm realizing I only associated abortion as I think it obviously can be traumatic but yeah. I was yeah in my head that was going to make it traumatic right where I could have rewrote like the narrative could have changed and it wouldn't have to have been like that but I was <laughs> felt that it was going to be traumatic yeah. no matter and that I was going to, it was going to haunt me my whole life. Like this story I'm telling myself. Yeah. And so I ended up not going through with it. This is so important, especially today. We, you know, we haven't mentioned that today we are recording on December 1st, 2021, and there's a ginormous case happening in the U S and I don't really want to get into that, but it is relevant because this narrative is out there that so many people identify with, which is really cut and dry. Abortion equals trauma, like saying no to your, one of your children. And I'm, you know, air quoting whether you not, whether or not you believe it's a baby at whatever point you're considering, like equals trauma. Like if I do this, it'll be terrible because that's the story that gets like pushed out into the media all Mm -hmm. over the place and so we attach to this story we believe it's true we don't even see a way that abortion could be something other than trauma so many of us um and so of course you wouldn't go through with it like of course it would be hard to follow through on something that you believe is going to create more trauma for you um and that's the story i hope we can keep breaking <laughs> like yeah I mean I'm with you like in hindsight I'm like I actually truly with all my heart believe I created more trauma by not going through it and I like, and I've seen that play out in other people's lives and I don't know if they would verbally admit that or if they even yeah. consciously because that's just a whole other can of worms people probably don't even want to look at but I think it needs to be brought out that not choosing or I should say by choosing that the path of keeping the child, the baby is a whole other path of trauma. And that can go multiple ways, whether that's adoption or keeping yes. it for yourself or whatever. And it kind of infuriates me because I'm like, if I wouldn't have been pushed this narrative and so many women to like, I could have saved myself and my children so much trauma. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so huge because you know, we do this in all of life, but in particular in the abortion conversation, we throw these things out there like, well, if you have the baby, you'll love it. 
like as if that's the end of the story and you do love your child like you in so so many ways but that's not the end of the story love doesn't pay the bills love doesn't get you out of an abusive relationship love doesn't allow you to parent the children you already have like it is deeply important and worth talking about but it's not the end of the story like sometimes having the abortion I hesitate because I'm like, I think it's really a lot of times having the abortion is the way to avoid more trauma. And yeah. that's not how we're talking about the story in general. Um, I, yeah. To me, because I have been pregnant five times, so I can truly understand all of those emotions in different times of my life. They, they, sh they showed up, there's ways they showed up the same and there's ways they showed up different based on where I was at in life. Yeah. yeah. But I know those, the rush of emotions and when, at least for me, and I, I don't know what you've heard or people you've talked to or how you felt, but like, it seems so, something about that time in your life and that situation, it brings everything to right now. Like time slows down and like yeah. everything's revolving around like this moment. And it's so hard to see the big picture. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think I even processed because you're just, because that's what happens when you're in a traumatic situation or like a heightened arousal or whatever, that fight or flight, like, what do I do? I got to fix yeah. this. Yeah. Whatever. Hard to picture a, a logical, not a irrational view of the future. Yeah. And so for me, it was like, I, I was picturing like, I don't even, to be honest, I don't even remember what I pictured. I know it wasn't accurate, whatever it was, <laughs> but if I could have really been honest with myself, like how is this man having a child with this man going to play out? And now I've lived it. So I know that it plays out in ways like, um, you know, him threatening to take away my child. And honestly, in a lot of ways, I have lost my child because of, that's a whole other story, custody and his parents having money and the all that drama. And it's like, if I would have, there's something powerful and this is probably where the political stuff comes in there's something powerful in that time where you have the control especially when we're involving abuse yeah to embrace if you do have depending where you live and your situation if you do have that power recognize that because this might be the only time that you do because once Ooh. you don't it's like I don't have power over I have some power but I don't have complete power over what's happening with my child right now and my life because it's progressed to where it, it had to go and so I just if I would have looked at it and in, in a completely different light as this is a time of my life I have choices I have power over my future I have power over my child's future or it. that's and it's, huge yeah that's like full body chills huge Me, like I didn't ever realized that like I thought about it but I never pieced it all together that way at that time when I could have chosen abortion I had full power to protect myself my family and that that yeah, soul that being that child right yeah. 
I don't know, like how, I mean, I'm sure you guys talk about religion and things on this episode, but to me that I've seen, I've been, I've had a spiritual awakening of sorts since leaving that relationship. And to me, that's the spiritual warfare we're facing. It is like, oh, you're being tempted to do this or this story that's pitched, but it's like, no, the spiritual warfare is I'm being told I don't have power to change the trajectory of my soul, this child soul, like. Yeah. How do you, so I have so many questions for you. Do you believe in a spiritual level, soul level, that we do have contracts and that everything does work out as it was meant to be, even when it's effed up? <laughs> like, um, do you believe that, like, ultimately this was a part of your journey and your son's journey? Like, how do you wrestle those two things together? Like, that's a good question. Yeah. I actually thought of this a lot. I feel like my, all of us, if you're on a spiritual journey, it evolves over time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I've wrestled with that a lot and I've actually come, at least as of now, my own understanding and things that have been like intuitively came through me is that I do think we have contracts. Um, but I don't, I think with free will, all that, all that really happens is that there's always that, how do I phrase it? Like, and maybe you, I don't know how, I'd be curious to know how you feel about this too. Like, do I think that what happened was meant to happen? Not necessarily. Yeah. I chose that. And then down five years down the line, I can like it will always be turned into the greater good of the situation right, right. as it won't ever go to waste. I really do believe that like mm. any always be used for something better if yeah. we allow it, but I don't necessarily think this was supposed to happen. Like, was yeah. this for good? Not necessarily, but now that I'm at this point, it will be used for my highest good. Totally. <laughs> no, like looking back on it, but I have done it differently. I would have because I don't think that's like saying if someone's 85 years old, like this all, and they've had a traumatic life, was that all supposed to happen? No, but now that they're 85, if they're still alive, like all of that can be used for their good. But yes. I don't think it, I don't think it had to have been like that. And I don't think I had to have been through five years of trauma if I would have chosen something different five years ago. Yes. Oh my God. I love this. And you I said, will. like, I'd be curious what you think. And I think I have no idea. I think I'm still just trying to figure it out. And I asked the question so that we could talk about it. Not because I have an answer. Cause I don't at all. I don't ever feel like completely figured out, but yeah, my, my thoughts and things evolve on the topic on a daily basis. Totally. I think the way my brain was clarifying it as you were talking in a, you know, I've been here before, but like, if I had to explain what I believe, I think it's that the contract is not like on Tuesday afternoon, you will eat a turkey sandwich or have an abortion. It's like, you came here to learn these things and there's about a gazillion ways you can learn them. And that's where freak will comes in is like, I'm here to learn like X number of things and I could learn them through a million different avenues. 
And so what I learned in not having the abortion is X, Y, Z. I also could have learned that having the abortion or through cancer or some other crazy weird experience in my life. So does that make sense? It's like, yeah, for me, I think, I don't know. Cause I, this is something I read about it. This, I, like I absorb myself in this stuff because I'm weird like that. And I, me my, too, I, obviously <laughs> I have like a million planets in my 12th house, which is like the, the dark unseen side. Mm, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it makes sense that I'm obsessed with this stuff, but I, you have a good point. I don't know. And I've just started learning about this stuff recently. So I don't know. And just like meditating on it myself, but, um, and I grew up Christian. So that was a whole other thing to deconstruct. Yeah. yeah. But, um, for me, the contract really feels like, well, I also feel like we cannot fulfill the contract. Totally. Yeah. So. I do too. <laughs> I do too. Like, it's not like a guarantee. It's just like, yeah, go ahead. Um, Keep going. But I, agree. I don't know. I mean, part of me thinks it's like we have, like you said, lessons and also purposes. Yes. To fulfill, and we could go our whole life never fulfilling it. Yeah. Um, but same thing. I like to me. I think I heard an analogy that was good, and it was like, it's like when you have like when you type in an address on like Google Maps, and there's like all these routes but they all like get you to the same place. It's kind of the same yeah. thing you're saying. Like, I don't totally. think- Totally. That is a good like, analogy. Yeah, that's good. Like, like all like maybe this route, like I hit a deer on the way and this route, I like stop and have a whole old lady on the street. Like- Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. Probably less traumatic routes and more like easier routes. And yeah, I think what we figure out along the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's all really, really fascinating. This way, but now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, and some people don't believe this and with religion and things like that. Maybe this is where abortion gets so hard, like emotionally hard to grasp. But what if my child, like what if my son would have came along in a better way? Yeah. Later down the line, like his soul could have came at another time. Yeah. So maybe it would have said no to him then. I still would have got him later. Like, I don't know that, but more if that was the case. Yeah. I think those are really important things to well, that, consider I don't know that's as for what you guys talk about here, but oh my God, we talk about everything. So but seriously though, like if I think about all the stuff my kids have had to endure and if there would have been an easier path for them too. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And I think, like you said, you're going to make the most of it because that's the kind of person you are. Right. But does that mean that that's the way you would choose it if you could go back and see it differently? No. Like, it's like, I have what I have. My kids have the traumas and love and all the things that they've had. And like, that's great. We're going to work with, work with the pieces, but were they the best pieces for all of our lives? Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. And this is a might be funny, but I've struggled with mental health, like as as a lot of us do, and I'm in a much better place now, not being in an abusive relationship. But I will say, at like the lowest of low times in my life, there were times I'm like, you know what? Some like I can't say some some of us have had to have thought like it, I would have rather have not been born into this mm-hmm. fucked up world. Like honestly, yeah. yeah. 
my mom like that's why I was debating like even being anonymous because I would never want my kids to take the message I didn't want them but yeah. if my mom would tell me that just because of the right person I am I would be like yeah I don't fucking blame you right totally <laughs> agree I um I I, I might have talked about this on a podcast episode recently <laughs> but I used to like definitely have some fear of death and then I had this almost awe of death and what comes after like oh I'm like kind of excited to see what happens after I die and like I don't know like it's kind of inspiring to me me too and, lately what yeah because- but then <laughs> yeah then I was like oh shit what if I die and I come back into like a really fucked up challenging life like I'm I, I like what I have now. Like, I don't want to die and risk what, what could be, right? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's all just so interesting. And I think we just keep, keep tossing it around in our heads. And it's the questioning of it where the magic happens. Like, I think just so having too. the conversation is the best part. Yeah, but back to the whole, like, making choices and spiritual for, I think the what I've seen at least just being an observer of life like it's almost like have where it's like even stepping into having that thought is scary like in the yeah. conversation and on social media talking about becoming a Christian and I've developed into this is a whole other thing I guess I could have included in my introduction like I've developed a lot of psychic gifts recently and mediumship and stuff like that and I talk about it in a way that I don't think there's a lot of I this is a whole other conversation but I don't think uh, most of it contradicts like the Christian way I was raised it it contradicts the narrative but not when I actually read what it has to say and I've seen a lot of things all like not contradict each other the more I look into it yeah and I'm like but then having these conversations, women will be like, I never even thought to even question it. Or like, you know, I talk about the idea of like, well, can we consider there like not even being a hell? Right, right. And I don't even like, it's scary to not consider, like to me, that should be like an exciting thing if that's what you're taught your whole life. But the fact I struggled with this too, it's like, well, it's scary to question it. So then it's like, okay, well, where is this message coming from that we can't question it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if we go back to your story, like when you were in it, when you were in that pregnancy with an abusive partner and these two kids, like not questioning the original narrative, abortion equals trauma, right? And Mm -hmm. like the idea that at least I know this pain right? I know this pain. What if the next pain is worse? Like, what if I abort and it's worse? So the not questioning is what gets us in trouble. Yes. Cause you're, I didn't think about it. I'm getting chills. Cause yeah, that's, that was the fear. It was like, I was already in like, I didn't know how much more I could handle. Yeah. It was like, yeah, you're right. Like what if it's worse? But then I didn't even consider what if keeping those babies worse. No. And it was. Yeah. (laughs) So And if I would, I, for some reason that didn't, that didn't even come into the thought process in that decision-making process. Well, I think the some reason is just that nobody's talking about it. I mean, <laughs> the some reason is a perfectly good reason. Like you were a person in trauma at that time and, 
a, it's hard to think clearly and creatively when you're under that amount of stress and pressure and, and traumatic response, but B, like, even if you had been able to, there's not a lot of resources you could have. Okay, the only resources <laughs> are anti-abortion. Yeah. Which I those. And yeah. I don't, you know, honestly, I'll tell you this experience. I've had two experiences with those types of places. And one of them, I really, they like irritate me so bad. And then the other one actually wasn't so bad because even though I don't like that it's that they kind of con you into going there and not being clear with what they're doing. Like, a, like wait, are you talking about like, like a crisis the, pregnancy center? Abortions, like they'll use ad words or whatever to yes, like seem totally type of. Oh my gosh, you're me. But this, I will say that the one time I had a good experience, even though abortion wasn't on the table, obviously, um, it did help me to see. I just wish there was. It was the same. What I'm trying to say is they were very, they made me feel like it wasn't the end of the world and gave me hope. Yeah. So I only, that would have been the narrative with both options. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Oh, that's so good because I think there are a lot of good tools and resources in the, in the, in that work of crisis pregnancy centers and religious counseling. The problem is that it's not transparent. <laughs> the problem yes. is that it has an agenda. <laughs> they offer ultrasounds as a way of like, oh, see your baby already has a heartbeat. But what if it yeah. was the other way? Like, oh, I had to zoom in 500 times or whatever to see this thing that's the size of a grain of rice. Right, what and they- what about my heartbeat? Like, can you give me an ultrasound of my heart and my life and what that means, yeah. that future means? like. I- like, cause I've had friends have to go through abortions and like getting the ultrasound is like such a traumatic part of it for them. Yeah. For the yeah. That it. And sometimes I'm like, what if we turned it around? Like the narrative behind the ultrasound too. Like, yeah. instead of being like, look what it already has this, this, this. What if it's like, no, but it's actually like only this big and it doesn't even sometimes it doesn't even have a heartbeat I know I went and and they were like well, we can't even see it yet but why didn't they like if I would have took that from a whole different direction like they can't even see it yet yeah yeah you know it's it's, how do we we have some information how do we choose to talk about it exactly I don't think that should be your anyway like that's if that didn't go without being said but I also think it's just how you how you pitch it and how you yeah use it to be narrative is we sort of headed in this direction but what did when you were scheduling those abortions and not going when you were holding that pregnancy test when you were looking at the chaos that was your life at the time what did like now that you can look back and how many years ago is this now it was about five five years because that was around if I would have went through with it I will say this though because that was kind of the original story was if I would have went through with the abortion I know I would not have been with well I can't say I know but I'm pretty sure I would not have been with this man yeah and that would have changed the trajectory of my life like greatly so yeah um I I thought it didn't go without being said because that was at a very pivotal point in my life where it could have went one or two ways 
and the abortion really ended like the yes or no to abortion actually was more than abortion it was my life as a whole yeah which is what it is for a lot of people when that comes up on the table yeah so so now looking back like what did you need what did what did you need at that time that is so good you know because I pictured going in to the I'm a very visualizing and in the in good and bad if I'm in a downward spiral I very vividly visual visualize that yeah yeah. so it's almost like I'm traumatized my my ex-husband would make fun of me for that actually like why do you like visually traumatize yourself because I'm human (laughs) like you're going like head as if they haven't even happened like that haven't even happened yet and visualizing them as if they're real that's me but um I pictured it over and over and over again so honestly I probably already physiologically spiritually emotionally already went through the abortion because I pictured it vividly so many Mm -hmm. times interesting like like I don't know if because to me I believe we can experience things like by living them in our body yeah totally and so I don't, I'm, I don't, I can't say I experienced it like as a whole, but I don't know if it could have been much worse since than I had already, what you imagined. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like yeah. At two, three, four weeks, Yeah. every, every multiple times a day, just like, and then reading the stories and watching the YouTube videos and like over and over and over and over again, like, could it have been much worse? Right. I had already been feeding myself for weeks on end so interesting versus like because I and I cannot be the only one that does that because there's all these videos and articles and chat forums and stuff like I that has to be part of the spiral yeah yeah and if I would in hindsight if I would have just done it and not gone through the spiral it probably would could not near have been as bad yeah I think you're 100% right but I mean (laughs) have been done but but like if you could go back like if you if this version of you now or even a version of you five years from now could go back and offer something to that version of you what would it be like what did you what did you need to hear what did you need to feel what what would you say to someone now who was in that position you were in yeah sorry I meant to answer that but I got on a tangent um I love well, tangents um it was because I was thinking about those times that I would call and make the appointment yeah and how I wish that obviously I can't change that but I wish that those places would almost if those places could just be the way those other places those like right it's <laughs> so true <laughs> Because I was just picturing going into this place and like them being cold and like not helpful yeah. and like alone. Yeah. Because you feel so alone. Like I'm in this trauma alone. I'm going to leave it alone. Like no one's going to help me. They're going to do the service or whatever. And I'm out on my own again. Yeah. And if I could have just had anyone and that's why I love what you do to like because you can't think rationally or logically in this state of mind you just can't and I think that's so easy for those because they they do really I do believe a lot of those people in those religious places come from a place of love and that's what you need in that time yes and so even though I think it's a little bit um 
predatory or whatever. Yeah, it's totally but, fucked up, but it but makes psychologically, right. it makes sense. Yeah, like that, yeah. that's what I did. And so that's yes. why it works. So, oh if my I, God, that's so fascinating. Like, if I would have had someone on the opposite side being like, oh, you can do it, like, it's not, it doesn't even have to, be. and not even in a way of like, oh, this is such a traumatic experience. Yeah. If they could have just been like, just offer a different narrative yeah. and like, I don't know, talk some sense into me. Like, cause when you're spiraling, you're spiraling. <laughs> and if the only person offering a hand is someone who's going to lead you down this other path, that's probably the path they're going to take. Yeah. It's really interesting. If you took the language of like a, a fake clinic, a crisis pregnancy center, which is like, you can do this. You're going to be okay. People will help. There are people who can help you. We see you. We love you. You can have this baby. That's their language. Take all of that and just change the ending to you can have this abortion. You get to pick. You can have the baby or the abortion. There are resources for you to be okay and be loved and grow and heal in either direction. Which one do you want? Um, and that's what's so frustrating about even like, even what's happening in the United States today is like the reason those crisis pregnancy centers can offer that amount of love and attention <clears throat> is A, because these people have a mission which is to serve God. So they're volunteering their time and there's a crap ton of money being funneled into those centers from the mm. religion and from the government, quite frankly. Um, and people who want to adopt babies. Yeah. And which is whole, none of like, those resources. Like yeah. Like we need all those resources in the abortion clinics. Like we need that love and care and attention in the abortion clinics. And because of the way politics has messed with abortion so much, like it's just kind of a shit show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, because the narrative is just so, I don't know. I don't know. And don't, I, don't, I wouldn't even, I'm not an expert on this topic at all, but the little research I've done on like, especially medical, like the pill abortion, like once I realized like how, what it actually is and how, much safer it is than most things out there right like, I remember seeing on a website that it was like safer than like I report like Advil or something yeah like like a medical standpoint which is not what you hear when you're oh. when the protesters are outside telling you you're ruining your life or whatever like yeah oh and boy even the people who are against it when I've talked like because everybody, I feel like you see their their true essence when you get when you're in like a good relationship or friendship. I have a lot of actually a lot of conservative friends that when it comes down to it, and you put a certain situation in front of them, and like you as their friend, they'd be like, "Oh, I if I was you, I would I completely understand." And it's like, well, if you can understand it for me, why can't you understand it for someone else? Yes, exactly. So it's like if you well, put the exact right scenario and then it opens their heart a little bit, 
then they change their perspective a little bit but that's in like a very isolated closed setting so I know that a lot of these people would could be open to it it's just whatever the influences that be are doing you know well I think that is why I'm so grateful for you for having this conversation because this is just more of what we need to talk about is all of it and that you know life is just hard either way like there's no like easy buttons anywhere and so if we can talk about abortion in a way that's like yeah it can be sad for some people it can be traumatic for some people and it can be a total relief and it can be freedom and it can actually be all four of those things for the same person it's like we just need to hear more stories from everyone and I think a lot of times, particularly the anti-abortion narrative tries to use our feelings against us, right? Like if you have shame, if you have grief, if you have regret, that's mm-hmm. exactly why abortion shouldn't exist. And I'm just like, fuck you. Like I can have relief and grief. I can have shame and pride. I can have like I can love my decision and be sad about it at the same time. Like, don't use my feelings against me. Um, And the Mm. more of us who say like, I had an abortion, it was sad and I'm perfectly thriving human being. Then we start breaking down that narrative and they can't use it against us. That's such a, yeah, I love that because yeah, I think we associate shame or grief with regret and maybe that is you regret yeah I was on a coaching call recently with a with a client and these like these words just have been screaming in my head ever since and it's just like sad is not bad (laughs) I think we just like have this belief that like sad is bad if we do anything that makes us sad or makes someone else sad it's bad it's like no it's not like sad is not bad And you might be really sad if you have this abortion and it might save you from five more years in an abusive relationship and you're going to be okay. I think that's grief as a whole, like even leaving my marriage. I lost half my life with my kids because we're doing 50-50 custody. Yes. Sad, and I grieve that but I don't want to be abused in front of my children anymore I don't want to live a life like that yeah and that doesn't mean like you will if you put that narrative to any other situation just because I'm sad about that or grieving that doesn't mean I made the wrong decision right doesn't mean I should have stayed in the abusive relationship yeah and so I think oh. if if we allow the same thought process to transcend that situation as we do every other situation then it would be a whole different thing yeah 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 oh so fascinating we could probably talk for hours and hours more and I don't even know that we came to any conclusions or I'm sure I'm positive we said something valuable for somebody but um is there anything you haven't said about your experience or your beliefs about abortion or something you think someone needs to hear before we wrap up? Oh gosh. I mean, yeah, I hate ending things with no conclusion. And I feel like sometimes with things like this, there's not, but um, 
if anyone, I don't know who your audience is or people listening to this are in the middle of making that decision, but (laughs) okay. Um, But I just, if that's like something that's weighing on you for me, and this is just what I teach about life in general, now that I'm on this like spiritual journey is we already have the answers within us of what's best for ourselves and the noise is like what will just mess you up and so if I had like any advice it would just be you know stop googling every all of this stuff and stop spinning in this like circle in your head and like bring yourself internally to find a solution because the 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 right answer is usually quiet and subtle and it's not in all of this chaos up in your head yeah so that's that's what I would say so good and I agree with you and I'm so grateful to you for having this conversation um yeah this is the part where I would usually say how do people find you (laughs) and so what I will say is find me reach out to me. If you have questions about this story and how it interplays with your life, like I'm here to help you through it. I do not have this experience. Um, but if I have questions, I'm sure our guest today will not mind if I reach out to her and say, Hey, (laughs) here's what someone's reflecting to me. What are your beautiful words to help? Um, so yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, you can also send anybody to me privately. Like I said at the beginning, I'm even anonymous is because of my own children, not yeah. anybody on the internet land. So <laughs> I will talk to anybody and um, I'm just glad you're out here because if I would have had someone like you, it would have changed a lot for me. Me too. <laughs> I mean, I can't say enough times, like I literally have just become what I wish I had. And that's the best we can do, right? Is like recognize where the holes are and try and fill them in. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's the ultimate fulfillment in life, I think, is being who you you need. Who you needed, yeah. 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 Okay, well, thank you again and um, see everybody next week. All right, thank you, bye. Thanks for listening, and as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.